Good morning to our church family and our listening audience. This morning is a very special time in our worship hour, whereby we celebrate the Lord's Supper. Today, our pastor will be delving into the true essence of second chances. Peter was informed by the Son of God that second chances in God's plans equal to 70 times seven chances. So please tune in as we invite the Holy Spirit to commune with us. And a reminder again to our listening and viewing audience, each Sabbath morning you may listen to us at station KKVV where our services are held at 1720 North J Street. And the website is www.abundantlifelv.org. We may also be contacted by phone at 702-647-2627. We are pastored by Russell Lee Wards, Associate Pastor Johnny Holliday, and our first elder is Clarence Brown. Again, thank you for joining us at Abundant Life Seventh-day Adventist Church. Jesus is there's love, there is sin. 
Amen. Thank you, Abundant Life. Christian Academy Choir. For reminding us adults that the best place to be is with Jesus. Best place in the world. For if I should lose my soul, it would have been better I was not born at all. Devil is mad, is he not? And I shared last night, the reason he is mad with us is simple. He knows his time is short. I say shorter. Time is running out. And so he's going to do whatever it takes to distract us and to mess us up. But I'm glad today that we serve a God of second chances. That's our subject today. God is good. And all the time God is good. And he has allowed us to take a plane to 37,000 feet. Yeah. <laughs> and come down, do some ministry, allow me to preach all week, every night, twice on Friday, had a Holy Ghost time, and four souls gave their lives to Jesus. We serve a mighty God, amen? And so, on this high day in Zion, I want to turn our attention to the word. I'm going to read this, then I'm going to pray. So I'm going to read from the New King James Version. John, the 21st chapter, and we heard it from the clear word, so beautifully done by our first elder. I want to read it again. Repetition deepens impression. Amen? Amen. Amen. Verse 15, the Bible says, So when they, had, when they had eaten breakfast, we ought to eat breakfast, amen. amen. When they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Feed my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Most assuredly, I said to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. This he spoke, signifying by what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, follow, follow me. Father, we thank you. We thank you for being God. You're so awesome. You loved us more than we love ourselves. Come by Holy Spirit. Touch our minds. Take our hearts and our minds far away from the distress and stressors of the world. And allow us to focus on you even now. Oh, Father. Join us as you have done, but in a more manifold, manifest way, we ask. In the name of Jesus, amen. 
second chances. For every promise, there is a price to pay. And the promises of yesterday are the taxes of today. Peter made a promise. And when you make promises, you should keep them. Amen? Amen. Mm -hmm. When you make a vow, you should keep your vow. I'm not going to be long today, but I aim to share something with you. Ellen White says, preachers are not to preach long sermons. I'm not lying. I read that this week. <laughs> In the book Evangelism, I was like, oh, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> Abundant life, forgive me. <laughs> For every promise, there's a price to pay. We need to keep our promises and our vows to God or to our fellow man. Peter made a promise one day, a public declaration of dedication before Jesus and the boys. Peter said, if even if everyone else deserts you, I never will. Peter didn't just stop there. He was on a roll. Peter said, you know, like when kids are in the playground, my daddy, my daddy has a Lexus. Oh, yeah, that, that's nothing. My daddy has a Benz. My daddy's, my, my, my mother looks, looks more beautiful than you, than your mommy does. Uh, 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 you, 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 your lunch is not as nice as my lunch. Would you like to exchange lunches? <laughs> Peter loved Jesus. Peter said, I'm going to lay down my life for you. Peter made a huge promise because Peter loved Jesus. Letting Jesus down wasn't in his plans. This is the same Peter who walked on water to get to Jesus. The same Peter who said, Lo, we have left all and have followed thee. The same Peter who cut off the air of the servant of the high priest to defend Jesus. The same Peter who followed Jesus into the courtyard while the other disciples deserted Jesus. The same Peter who jumped into the water to be first to meet Jesus on the Galilean shore. Peter, make no mistake, loved Jesus. But Peter also disappointed Jesus. Peter had failed Jesus. Have you ever truly messed up? Have you ever really felt like you have screwed up royally? Hurt someone you love? Turn your back on someone when they needed you most? Disappointed your parents? Broken some sacred promises? Did what you said you would never, ever, ever do? If you have, you know how it feels to mess up. Mm? Experience the guilt, the depression that comes with it. That's how Peter feels at breakfast. Notice Jesus didn't talk or started the conversation with Jesus before breakfast. Sometimes you got to know how to handle things right. You got to pick the right time. Can you say amen? amen. You no, know, Jesus knew that if he had said that to Peter before breakfast, Peter probably wouldn't want to eat any breakfast. So P Jesus made sure Peter had something to eat, that he was satisfied first, that he got breakfast out the way. You know, thank God today he doesn't keep a score of our failures. One million and one time. Russell has done the same thing we talked about. God does not keep a score of our failures, of our wrongs, of, of, of the promises we have made. He doesn't keep a score. He says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Hmm? 
Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. He's always chasing after us, and for the most part, we have been running all our lives away from him. Jesus says, come now, Peter, let's reason together. Now, in order to understand this conversation, this part of Scripture is probably, mm, let's see, probably one of the, the, the hardest to, to understand in the English language. If you don't dive deep within this portion of Scripture, even with the clear word, even with the clear word, you get a sense that Jesus is trying to get a point to, to, to Peter, but, but if you don't, necessary do a little background check on this you will truly miss the point that Jesus wants to drive home to Peter there are two Greek words in mind uh, that we need to note today that is in this conversation that Jesus is having with Peter the first one is the agape kind of love agape is the kind of love that is perfect and pure and selfless and active. Agape is looking out for the interests uh, of the one being loved, putting them ahead of self. John 3.16 says, For God so loved, for God so agape the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. But there's another kind of love, phileo kind of love, describing the affection we have for our buddies, our friends. To be a friend, to be fond of an individual or an object, that is having an affection Denoting, uh, denoting personal attachment as a matter of sentiment or feeling. I love my car. I love my dog. I love my cat. I love peanut butter and jelly. But if you, would you die? Would you put your life on the line for peanut butter and jelly? Huh? And that's the problem with a lot of us. We don't know the difference between the agape kind of love and the fire love. We say we love our car, and it's the same kind of love we use when we think about Jesus. I love Jesus. I phileo him, but I don't agape him. We know we got the phileo thingy going uh, 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 when our faith wavers at the hint of trouble and distress in our lives. Many people just want to date Jesus. They don't want to marry him. They want to hang out with Jesus when it is convenient. <laughs> so we kind of like to use Jesus, huh? Some folk want ecstasy. They don't want transformation. They want to wear the crown but they don't want to carry the cross. They want the warmth of the womb, not a new birth. They want the Savior, but they don't want the Master. They want the heaven to gain, but not a hell to shun. We'd like to turn back time, but Jesus turns back our attention to him. Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you agape me? More than these, more than these, yes, more than these, more than your profession, Peter, fisherman, more than pleasure, more than politics, more than these, more than your property, more than the people you love. Do you love me more than these? Do you agape me? And Peter says, yes, Lord, I phileo you. I'm fond of you, Jesus. I'm a friend to you, Jesus. See, how could Peter say unequivocally, ah, without reservation, I agape you, after he had failed so miserably? He said to him, Jesus says, tend my lambs. Jesus doesn't care about what you're thinking. He's not worried about how you feel, about how messed up you are. Jesus wants to take you to another level. So Jesus tries again. 
said a second time, Simon, son of John. Now, now when you want to get to somebody, our parents will tell you this. You know, you call your child, say, hey, Simon, uh, uh, I need your attention. But when you really want to get your child's attention, you call them by their full name, Russell St. Patrick Lewars, I'm talking to you. So Jesus is talking to Peter again. And, and, and this time, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you agape me? He said to him, yes, Lord. You know that I phileo you. He said to him, shepherd my sheep. He said to him the third time, Jesus says, Simon, son of John, listen to this now. Note it carefully. Underline it in your Bible this time. Jesus said on the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you phileo me? Ah. Jesus changed the use of the word. He went down to the level of Peter. No longer did he ask Peter, do you agape me? He now says, Peter, do you phileo me? And now Peter is grieved. He's sorrowful. Jesus, why would you come down to my level? Well, you know, you know, you can't understand God's plans like that. God knows what he's doing. Don't question the sovereignty of God. God knows how to save your soul. He just wants you to trust him. Can you say amen? amen. Mm -hmm. Jesus says, listen to me. Do you phileo me? Peter is grieved. Do you phileo me? And, and Peter says, Lord. Lord, you know all things. You know that I phileo you. I'm not at the level where you want me to be. You know where I am, Jesus. I can't be a hypocrite anymore. You know my mind. I may be able to hide it from them boys, the fellow disciples, but you know where I am, and I need you, Jesus. You know me. You can't fool Jesus. You can play around all you like. Play church all you like. Run around, run in, run out. Do the hop and the skip on the river, on the bank. One foot in, one foot out. In, out, in, out. But Jesus says, I know you. Yeah. Mommy and daddy may not know you, but I know you. Ah, the elder may not know where I clubbed last night, but Jesus says, I know you. I know how you cut up at home, how you treat each other at home, how you eat people at your table. Jesus says, I know you. Jesus wants to do something. Jesus wants to do something special for Peter. Jesus didn't leave Peter there. Peter confessed. You know how Peter showed off before, I told you. Ah, but this time Peter is humble now. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and he will lift you up. So Jesus says, oh yeah, you love me, but you know what? You're going to mature in your love, Peter. You don't worry. I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to fill you with my spirit. You're going to make it. In fact, Peter, you don't know it yet, but you're going to lay down your life for me. Now he said this signifying the kind of death. Peter, antiquity tells us that Peter, when he was offered the chance to choose how he would be crucified. Peter says, you know, I can't be crucified like my Lord. Turn me upside down. Thank God today, though we have failed him miserably. Though we have failed him in the past. Though we may have failed him again and again and again and again. We have got a second chance. And you and I know that's not true. The title is fancy. But, but, but. I couldn't put a number on it, so I just said second chances. Some of us have got a million and one chances. 
We blew it over and over and over again. And here is Jesus saying, come, come, my child. I want to give you another shot. We see Peter, first time we meet him, after he, he is there in the courtyard by the fire, warming himself by the fire. Then we see Peter again. We see Peter again, and this time being tried, tried denying Jesus. The next time we see Jesus, we see Peter is talking to Jesus, and now Jesus has put the fire in him. Peter is set on fire for Jesus. That's why Peter can later say in, 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 in 1 Peter 4 verse 12, he testifies. He testifies to us. He says, beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. But, he says, but, but rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. Peter forgot about his love for things. He forgot about his love for toys. Peter can now say nothing between. Nothing between my soul and the Savior. Not of this world are my fondest dreams. I have renounced sin and all of its pleasures. Jesus is mine. There is nothing between. I'm here to tell you today, because I'm done. I'm here to tell you today that if you will return to the Father, you all will find that he is willing and ready to receive you. The truth is, He's a God of second chances, third chances, four chances, five chances, all infinite chances. And then one day you need to know he's going to come. Uh, Jesus, the truth is, if I ended the sermon this way, I would lead you astray. But the point is, Jesus wants you to know to make hay while the sun shines. Huh? He wants you to get your calling, make your calling and election sure. If you hear my voice, harden not your hearts. Nothing between my soul and the Savior. All my habits of life, though harmless they seem, must not my heart from him ever sever. He is my all, there's nothing between. Why? Because I surrender all. I surrender all. All to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. Today's your opportunity to say yes to Jesus. It's communion. This is your moment. This is your chance. Thank God today he offers us a second chance. Father, we came here today with, your, with, with, with our burdens. Oh, Father, some people came up in here messed up. Father, feeling guilty because they broke their promise to you. And, 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 and Father, it, it would have been bad if, it wouldn't be so bad if it were something that, that they didn't talk to you about. But it's that same old thing that they've been praying time and time again. And the devil is just on them about it. Will not let them go. Will not give them peace. But ah, Father, you're here today to remind us that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So while your eyes are closed and your heads are bowed, I want to know if there's somebody here today. You're saying, Jesus... 
I want to start fresh with you. Your heads are bowed, your eyes are closed. Jesus, just raise your hand, indicate, I want a fresh start. Amen, sister. Amen, brother. Amen. Praise God. I see those hands. Hallelujah, church. Can you praise God today? Can you say amen, church? Amen. Father, we thank you. We thank you for those recommitments. And Jesus, thank you for what you are going to do right now as we transition into the next phase. As we sup with you, oh God, we're reminded that you, Jesus, Jesus, you are at every communion. Every one of them, you stand at the head of the communion table. Oh, Father, may we examine ourselves now in the name that's above every name. Amen. Scripture will now be offered on the Holy Bread by Elder Emmanuel Fluantus. That the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when, when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body which is broken for you. They do, this do in remembrance of me. Amen. Prayer will now be offered on the holy bread by Elder Eileen White. Dear Father, today, as we are in your presence, we're in this very sacred and solemn service. We ask, Lord, that as we partake of the bread, which represents your body, that as we take it into our mouths, as we take it into us, that your Holy Spirit would also come within us. Amen. To bless us and to reflect your love and your life to others, that as we leave this place, that we will represent you. Lord, be with us as we continue to participate in the service, 
be with our hearts, be with our minds, be with our souls, so that as we leave here, that we are more like you, and my, is my prayer, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
brothers and sisters? Has anyone been overlooked? Has anyone been overlooked for the holy bread? So as it was, Jesus took the bread and he broke it, symbolizing his body that would be broken for us, for our sins, for our place. And he said to them, eat ye all of it. So as we partake of this emblem, symbolizing the broken body of Jesus, let us all prayerfully reflect on this sacred act as we partake with a prayer. Amen. This time we normally have some, perhaps a testimony and I'm looking 
at my mission trip volunteers. I can't normally do this to anybody. I have to choose wisely. But since leaders do what they're asked, amen, I'm going to ask one of our associate leaders to share from their mission trip experience in Jamaica at this time. We do have a microphone right here. I'm going to ask one of the deacons to assist me, and Sister Norris Williams is right there. Amen. Praise the Lord. I was looking at Fundy because she's one of the other associates. Amen. But um, <laughs> I just want to thank God for giving us the opportunity to go to Jamaica. Um, I always have had a mission heart and have had the opportunity of going on several mission trips besides this one. So I was excited to be able to take our youth outside of the U.S so they could get just a little glimpse of how the rest of the world lives. As you know, here in America, we are, we're spoiled, yes. <laughs> um, we have a lot of things that are considered um, extraneous or extra things compared to how the rest of the world lives. Um, even when it comes down to what our houses look like. Um, some of the kids got to see as we were driving through the countryside, what we consider shacks that are people's homes. Um, ten roofs or um, one, of the one of the places that we got to go, we were actually cleaning up the front of an elderly man's house. And I know some of them actually got to peek inside the door and see what his house actually looked like. And um, we're blessed. And I just thank God for the opportunity of allowing us to go there. And I also thank him because now everybody's ready for the next trip. Um, we were already talking where we're going next and what we're going to do differently. And to see our youth being involved, um, actually leading out, doing the things that we asked them to do without complaining, um, was a blessing because sometimes that doesn't happen here. Um, <laughs> and for them to be excited about it. Uh, I know they may not have seen the change, but I saw the change. And I just thank God for the opportunity for allowing the continuous process, the continual growing. And I've already heard some of the kids bragging and saying, for those that didn't get to go, that you really missed out. So hopefully next year, yes, I did say next year, we will be going somewhere else. And um, we know that God will open doors because he opened several doors for us this time. Um, I know the church board, when we said we're going to Jamaica, they were like, what? Because they knew that was going to cost money. But um, you guys were so giving and opening up your hearts. So I don't want you to feel like it was just the youth that went on this mission trip. You went too. You may not have been physically there, but because you shared with us, you actually shared with the people in Jamaica. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. This time we will have scripture on the holy wine by Elder Odie Hudson. Reading from the King James Version, Luke chapter 22 and verse 20, the Bible reads, Likewise also the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word. Let the church say, Amen. Amen. Prayer will now be offered on the holy wine by Elder O.C. White. Shall we bow our heads? Father in heaven, we come to you this morning for this special occasion. We ask, Lord, that you would bless this fruit of the vine that as we prepare to take it into our bodies that our minds will realize that it represents the blood of Christ. That because of his willingness to give us life, we all have an opportunity to have eternal life. And Father, we ask that as we take this 
emblem today that it will cleanse us from our sins so that we may be may be able to start afresh our travel with you in Jesus name we pray Shall the 
forget thine agony. Lest I forget thy love for me. Lead me to Calvary. Brothers and sisters, has anyone been overlooked at this time? Have we overlooked anyone? So as Jesus took the cup with the unfermented wine, signifying of his pure blood, his blood that would be shed for our sins, that would wash us 
whiter than snow. Can you say amen? amen? Let us now partake together with a prayer. Amen. Amen. And so, my brothers and sisters, today we leave here with the calm assurance that our Savior has cleansed us every whit of our sin. Can you say amen? amen? And so, today we will not collect your wine cups. You will take them with you as a memorial of what Jesus has done for you. Can you say amen? amen? Take them with you, put them on your dresser, somewhere where you can see it, and remind yourselves until the next communion. And if not, my desire is to sup with Jesus in heaven. Amen. Is that your desire? Amen. Amen. This time we'll sing a song of fellowship. We'll greet each other with a hug and with a holy kiss, if you like. And we'll thank God for what he has done. As you go through the doors, there'll be an offering that has been collected for our poor and needy. God bless you as we do that together. And as we do so, let us remember to pray for Sister Betty Marvey who is in the Mountain View Hospital, and we'll visit her accordingly. God bless you, and enjoy the rest of your Sabbath. to forget this thing. So.